Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm president of the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Chris Schoblum, who is our research director and senior economist, as well as Emily Makings, our senior research analyst. And today we're going to talk about a special session of the legislature. I was shocked, absolutely shocked, that we're having to go into special session. I was sure that they could work everything out on time. But I have a feeling that my uh, view was a minority view. Is that, was, that, <laughs> was that correct, Dr. Schoblum? Yes, yes. Um, I think, I think even going into the regular session, um, um, that people knew that the, the challenges of reaching an agreement uh, on a budget that was going to satisfy the, um, the state's McCleary obligations was, was um, difficult. And, and that it would probably take um, a, a, at least one overtime session in order to reach it. Um, but we're not just talking about a level of spending. We're talking about restructuring spending, which is even actually more complicated. Yes, uh, the restructuring of, of, of spending and, and the, 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 the fact that um, it may well be necessary to come up with at least a little bit more revenue. Um, and and that always makes things a, um, a, a touchy. Um, so I know, I know Emily's been following the spending side, and, and I think it's remarkable that um, that at least in terms of the, the broad outlines of what they're going to spend, rather than just the, the final amount, there was a fair amount of agreement among the, the legislators. Yeah, it seems there that they're mostly agreed on almost everything. I mean, there are of course minor differences here and there. Except, I mean, the main thing is um, compensation is where the biggest differences are. Um, the House would fund the collective bargaining agreements that were negotiated by the governor. The Senate would not fund them. So that's one major difference. The While both um, the House and the Senate fund the Initiative 732 COLAs for teachers, the House would also give them an additional COLA. Um, so that's another large, a large difference. Um, and they're also... While both the House and the Senate would not completely fund the Initiative 1351 class size reductions, there is a big difference, philosophical difference, kind of in how they would go about doing that. So there is, so while there are, there is broad, there are broad similarities between the budgets. There are some major um, stumbling blocks as they go into negotiations. And I think it's interesting, and we've talked about this before, but the fact that the, the governor and, and his party in the House are putting forth two new forms of taxation. We're not just talking about uh, level of taxation. We're not just talking about uh, replacing some local taxation for education with state uh, tax funds. We're also talking about two uh, completely new forms of taxation for this state uh, in a uh, capital gains tax and a possible uh, cap and trade regime or uh, a carbon tax. Yes, yes. Now, the, the carbon tax um, didn't make it into any of the legis legislative proposals. Um, the capital gains tax did. Um, I, we've discussed in, the, in previous um, episodes the, um, the, the House Finance Committee Chair, Reuben Carlisle's um, major revenue bill, which would have uh, provided uh, 
uh, almost 1.5 billion in new revenue for the for the biennium. Um, and the two major big uh, big ticket items on uh, in that bill were a, a, a state capital gains tax, a rate of five percent, um, and a hike in the uh, permanent hike in the the tax rate uh, for under the. The B&O tax rate in the service category from um, uh, 1.5% to 1.8%. Um, but ever hopeful, Chris, the governor called this special session, he said, to, to make sure these legislators very carefully look at all the environmental issues, and he's hoping they will yet. Again, look at the uh, cap and trade uh, regime. Yes. You said that, but no, no, you're, you're correct. Yeah, it didn't get that far, even in his caucus. Oh, there's some, there's some support for it. There is some support, and as as we've discussed before, that that um, uh, a proposal may very well make it to the ballot in uh, in 2016. Um, so we'll see that. Absolutely. So uh, what's going to happen next? Uh, the regular session is ended. The governor has called for a special session that lasts 30 days. Yes. What if they're not uh, on the same page in 30 days? Well, they could they could go to a second special session. Um, and and actually a second spe- uh, special session um, will would take them all the way, almost all the way, to the end of the biennium. So you might have a little bit of a, of a third special session, but if we get deep into the, a third special session, we'll be in a situation where we had entered a biennium without a budget being written. Um, tend to think that's um, unlikely. Hasn't happened here, at least in the in the recent past. The um, you know one of the things when I look at I find fascinating about negotiations is is how deadlines matter. Um, um, I, I saw this nice quotation from uh, from the Greek finance minister. Uh, you know they're involving in all of these these over over in Europe with the euro and the, and all of that. The uh, the the Greeks uh, are in uh, negotiations with the the powers that be there. And and the finance minister said said this in a press conference. Uh, there is, a, there is a negotiation where you have 30 days to reach a, a deal with someone. Why do it on the 20th day when you can c- continue and push for something better on the 21st or the 22nd? You keep going until the 30th. And actually, the academic literature on bargaining you know, uh, really does put a lot of emphasis on the role of deadlines. Um, and, and and so we've crashed through the first deadline for the special the for the regular session. Now we're into a, a, a second uh, into a, a, a an overtime session. The first the hopefully the first and only special session. And, and there are a number of different deadlines that can come in play here. I know Emily's talked. Uh, we were talking about the. Uh, uh, yeah, Senate Majority Leader Schessler has said that he hopes that the special will be finished by May 15th, which is the apparently the deadline for school districts to do their budget planning. So the thinking is that the school districts have have a need to know what the state budget is going to provide them so that they can do their own budgets. Yep. So that, that's one thing that, that may come up and, and it may become salient and, and that may be what pushes a deal. Uh, the next potential deadline you, you hit would be the end of the end of this first special session. Uh, and, you know, in the past, you've seen that once uh, uh, 
um, legislators get into into special session, the newspapers start writing about the costs of uh, extra costs being incurred because all these legislators are there and, and picking up the per diem, per diem, and that can raise a little bit of pressure that'll make that that deadline at the end of the of the first special session um, salient. Um, if you go through that, then I think the 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 end of the the current biennium, the beginning of the next biennium becomes which a, is June thirtieth, which is June thirtieth, uh, becomes a, a, a really hard deadline that, that yeah. can concentrate uh, uh, attention. And knock on wood that we don't go that far. <laughs> so, uh, can I ask you to be a prognosticator a little bit here? Actually, prognosticators, both of you. Uh, we talked. A little bit today and uh, and have written about it recently about this whole idea of a levy swap driven by the McClary decision the idea that uh, local uh, MNO maintenance and operation funds uh, that are acquired now by levies uh, that are uh, local elections should be a function of the state the state should be funding them uh, what's the likelihood we're going to have a new regime from the state in terms of those uh, funds coming to local school districts end of the session I think it's highly probable we will have a new regime I doubt that we'll get it by the end of the session but I believe you will have some sort of process in place um, that will lead to the regime and it, it's going to be enough kind of uh, specific enough process that uh, the legislature will be able to go to the Supreme Court and say that that actually putting this process into place um, represents a substantial movement forward on on crafting a solution to the McClary problem and on that point yesterday the state attorney general um, sent a memo to the Supreme Court saying that, um, we know we haven't finished our work on the McClure, on responding to their contempt order. Um, and he said that he thought that the Supreme Court should wait until the end of however many special sessions are required before they decide whether or not to levy any kind of penalty or punishment on the legislature for failing to respond to their contempt order on McCleary. So, so we've talked about deadlines. So, so what is the real deadline, do you think, as far as... Uh, changing the way uh, local schools are funded to get in line with the McClary decision. Is that 2018 or? Yeah, 2018 is the year that everything has to be fully implemented. But um, the court can't take measures before then if they don't think it, well, they're they, moving the, along with I think their compliance. Is that right? They held the legislature in contempt because they hadn't moved far enough in, um, in enacting and funding what they had said that they were going to fund. Um, but they never promised a levy swap. Yes. So it's um, that's a, a method to, to to do what the court has said that they have to do. Yeah, um, it's the court. I th I'm my important is I'm I'm kind of reading these decisions. I think that the the issue of over reliance on local levies has only crystallized relatively recently there were there were in the in the earlier decisions there was some language that now in hindsight can be seen as talking about that but it, it was much more in of trying to implement the specific funding you know, priorities that were in the in the earlier bill the name of which I've um, um. You know, 2776 yep. and uh, 
2261. So if you've made if you made substantial process on that, and then have have ongoing process that will end up tying up the the um, um, the lo- reliance on local levies issue, um, the court ought to be, you know, willing to give time for that all to play out. Well, we'll see. It'll be very interesting. I am sure. My name is Lou Moore with the Washington Research Council. I was joined today by Chris Schobloom, our research director and senior economist, as well as our senior research analyst, Emily Makings. Thank you so much for joining with us. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.